Hello and welcome to Shit I Make My Boyfriend Watch. I'm the I Am That Statement, Ariel. And I'm the boyfriend in the background. And in the background, it's my dog drinking water. So if you hear any weird audio, that's because we're still new to this and eventually we'll get this together. But eventually is eventually, not now. It will get better and we'll come in higher quality. So. Eventually. <laughs> uh, so for today, we are discussing It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Uh, so tell me, what do you know about It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, the Peanuts, Charlie Brown as a character? I still don't know why they associate the word Peanuts with Charlie Brown, but I do know that it's about a dog named Snoopy, it's about a kid named Charlie Brown, a group of friends. And there's always this one dude that has like squiggly, stinky lines everywhere, regardless of whatever they're doing. All right, so you know, pick pen. I would, I would say that uh, Snoopy is usually a secondary character. That Knott's uh, Berry Farm kind of is it Knott's Berry Farm that highlights Snoopy? It's not Berry Farm. Yep. Okay, I've only been like once because you know I'm they a Disney a farm, kid. And they have a strawberry jelly, so lots of berries. Well, I do like berries. No, not so much the strawberry jam, but I'm all over. The other berry you know, I can't really taste the difference, but... Well, the guy who can just smell an onion being cooked in something <laughs> three weeks ago is like, I can't tell the difference between strawberries. Well, anyway, uh, so this is, I would say, probably peak American classic cinema. Well, maybe not cinema, but television cinema. Uh, more or less, because pretty much every single year since its release, I would say, it's been on television. I think NBC had the rights for years. So every time that Halloween would come around, you would get your family together and you would sit around the TV at like 8 p.m. and you'd watch It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And then, in I believe 2020, Apple decided to buy it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It's a Charlie Brown Christmas. And basically, ruin it for all of us. Because now we no longer got it for free. Um, so there was, for I think 2020 and 2021, they aired it on television through PBS. But for this year, they're not doing that. So lucky for you, uh, I like having things on hard copy. And lucky for you, that just means I have a lot more stuff. <laughs> but, um, so I have pretty much all the Holiday Peanuts collection. So I have the DVD version of this, but if anybody wanted to watch It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, you would have to go to the Apple Plus store. Mm. So good thing for you. This movie is fairly short. Okay. So while we eat dinner, let's um, start watching it. Let's do it. And then uh, what I heard here before we pause right now is... So what you're trying to say is, is that this is the same thing as Die Hard in, I mean in uh, Christmas, right? Because that's a very uh, traditional Christmas movie. Well, no, no, no. The Peanuts have a literal Christmas movie. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Where they talk about Jeebus. And so, and we all were just chill with it. We're like, yeah, this cartoon's talking about Jeebus. Nobody cares. Okay. But no, no, no. This is about the Great Pumpkin. It's the strictly Halloween. It is the Hocus Pocus mm -hmm classic that actually came out when it was supposed to. It's 
got to watching it then. All right. We'll be back. And we're back after watching It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. So, uh, really quick, should we get into my summary of the movie? Let's do it. All right. So, originally airing in 1966, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, was actually the third peanut special, mm. second holiday uh, theme to be on television. Uh, it's written by Charles M. Schultz, and it follows Linus Van Pelt as he waits for the Great Pumpkin to arrive at the most sincerest pumpkin patch. It shows all of our favorites, uh, like Lucy and Charlie Brown, as they prepare for Halloween and all the night can bring. Lucy is annoyed that uh, her brother Linus will waste the night waiting for someone who doesn't exist, in her mind, and eventually Sally, Charlie Brown's little sister, is willing to forego her first trick-or-treat adventure to stay with him. Oh, that was her first one. Yes. Oh, I was not aware of that. Yes, so it's Sally's first time going to tricks or treats. She goes, can I go, brother? He goes, yeah, I guess. Uh, so Lucy gives her brother one last chance to join them. But uh, when he's like, no, I'm staying, she goes off tricks or treating. And even though she is violent... Uh, she does grab her brother candy. Mm -hmm. And whines about it, but she does it anyways. Yeah, because she's, even though she's mean, she's a good sister. Yes. Um, as a group of all the kids uh, get tricks or treats, except for Charlie Brown, who gets rocks. Um, we're kind of following them along their journey. They uh, mention that Snoopy is dressed as a World War I pilot. Uh, so we're given Snoopy's adventure against the Red Baron. Um, during this time, he does crash the party, um, and as he escapes after some sad World War One music, he finds his way in the pumpkin patch. And Linus mistakes him for the gray pumpkin. He gets super excited. He passes out, after which Sally decides to not waste any more time on love because now she's wasted her tricks or treats. Story of everyone's life. She's like... You owe me restitution, <laughs> which I still love that line. So you know, he's he's standing his ground. He's like, no, I'm gonna stay out here. I'm going to uh, stay for the gray pumpkin, and if he comes, I'll put in a good word for you guys. But then he realizes it's a mistake because the great pumpkin comes to the sincerest, no hypocrisy allowed. <laughs> and he said, if not when. He doomed himself. Yep. So next we see it's 4 a.m. and Lucy wakes up and sees that Linus's bed is empty and she takes, she goes out to get him. You know, she brings him back home. He's shivering. She puts him to bed. And the next day we have Charlie Brown and Linus talking about the previous night's disappointments as they're commiserating. You know, Charlie Brown goes, you know, I've done a lot of stupid things in my life too, which uh, really just... Triggers. Yep, he triggers Linus, who starts to cry out that he will meet the Great Pumpkin next year. And Charlie Brown is just stuck listening as he continues to cry into the distance that he is going to meet this Great Pumpkin eventually. <laughs> so uh, that's pretty much the, the uh, short, which, as I mentioned, it was very short. Great uh, summary. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. 
so yeah, this was originally out, aired on television. It was written by the guy who made the comic books, Charles M. Schultz. Okay. And so um, also the Bill Mendelssohn and the Vincent Lombardi trio, which I totally just butchered, they did the music. And they're pretty popular with creating the theme for Charlie Brown, the doo-doo, doo-doo, and um, all of that. So it has quite a few of similar people throughout all their holidays and television specials. But with that being said, what did you think? I thought it was pretty interesting. It's I'm not sure if it's a, a kid's cartoon or not, but they hit you with some big words and funny things, you know, when... Uh, she pretty much realized when Sally realized that the great pumpkin was not gonna come, like you said, that line that you liked. The, you owe me restitution. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. I also felt bad for uh, for Charlie. Charlie Brown, like, well, he, I didn't know that he always got like the short end of the stick. Rocks, you know, he got made fun of, at the party. He accidentally got invited to that Halloween party. He was on the he was on the wrong list. <laughs> well, so I kind of looked into it a little bit, and he is the lovable loser type. Uh, Charles M. Schultz said, "Charlie Brown must be the one who suffers because he is a caricature of the average person. Most of us are much more acquainted with losing than winning." Uh, of course, he does have some victories, but the great thing about Charlie Brown is that. Even though throughout the comics, the movies, he suffers, he's not super self-confident, you know, he expects that things will go poorly, but he doesn't lose hope. You know, the whole, uh, when you're watching it, you're like, oh, is this football thing common? Uh, Lucy is constantly setting him up to fail with the football. I do recall seeing that in other shorts or like somewhere in other movies, so. Yeah, and. You know, I love that she's like, I have a signed document. He's like, well, if you have a signed document, it must mean, you know, here it is, this uh, quintessential American pastime, but, you know, he, he just can't get that ball. And um, so he, you know, he fails at almost everything, but he keeps trying. And that's what I think really endears him to so many people. You know, it, it started off as a comic strip and the comic strip started in the 1950s. And it goes through two, and it went through two thousand, when Charles Schultz ended up dying. So you know it was a staple of American culture for fifty years, and it's still being reran, and we still gravitate towards these movies. And I think it's because, you know, he has that unsuccess story. Yeah, it's one day one day he'll kick that football <laughs> one day so my question is i mean they stopped making new new movies and new episodes right so they did release a movie um a couple years back okay it was computer generated and i never saw it but it was kind of a kind of an origin story oh you know what i do kind of remember seeing some commercials of the different graphics yes yes so and it i think it had decent reviews but you know for me the cgi i'm just not a huge fan of computer generated graphics i love the 2d animation style so even though i loved that you know he gets a crush on the little redhead girl which was talked about you don't you don't grab me with those graphics like i'm never gonna be like oh 
let me watch that new Despicable Me movie because I'm like, oh, it's those graphics. Which I feel like alienates me from a lot of great movies, and eventually I do try to watch them. Uh, the world changed like that. This goes big for video games, too. Before, these games were amazing. Because, I mean, obviously the graphics were okay, but just the gameplay. And now, everyone just gravitates toward how, towards how these games look. And the gameplay is horrible. Not to mention that you have to download, you have to wait like two days for them to download to be able to play them, which is hilarious for all these kids and stuff. But, well, not two days, but yeah, a but lot of time. Yeah. But I'm kind of curious as to seeing this, uh, you know, the, the new Charlie Brown. My question was, sorry, originally before I got oh. sidetracked, was uh, does he ever kick that football? Um, You know, I have never looked in to see if he ever does. Mm. I feel like I don't want to know that he does. Okay. I think that there's something more meaningful about somebody who who keeps trying even if they keep failing it. And if he does eventually kick the ball it's like yes he gets what he's tried for for so many years but, but he's, he's gonna run out of ambition now what what happens after he kicks the football That's right. uh one of the thoughts that i did have watching this movie though mm-hmm. you know lucy's always seen as a bully and all that and like yeah she's a little bit of a bully but i also think that i don't think it's just a little bit but go on <laughs> <laughs> well as an older sister, you know, gotta, I got to defend Lucy. But well, I'm the younger sibling, so yeah, I got to stand up for everyone else. <laughs> but, you know, they still are her friends, even, you know, still. She still is there for her brother. But anyway, you know, we look at her and we're like, we call her loud, obnoxious, you know, bully. She's pushy. You know, uh, now in marketing, I think that she would be called a girl with leadership potential. Okay. She's not bossy. She has a leadership potential. Makes sense. Okay. And it's funny because she does actually have her own business in the cartoons really? and other movies. What does she do? Oh, well, uh, she is a psychiatrist. Oh, okay. For five cents, she will tell you what's wrong with you. That, those were big books back then, right? Yep. And she, uh, she worked with Charlie Brown quite a bit. Oh. <laughs> so uh, maybe if you are lucky, we'll watch it. It's... Christmas time, Charlie Brown. Let's let's do it. Um, so, what would you say was your favorite part of the movie? <sighs> I think uh, Snoopy's little sh- uh, side short on the side. Yeah. That was where I was pretty cool. And but other than that is the fact that Lucy. She hated her small. Well, she does. She's not a big fan of her little brother, but. When she woke up at four in the morning and she realized he wasn't in his bed, she went to go get him, you know, brought him in, took off his shoes and just took care of him, which I thought was, was really sweet. I like that Lucy, I would say all of the characters at different points, they kind of get humanized. That's right. You know, they're not just one archetype. And like, there's definitely later points, different characters that you could argue don't get that. But they all have their moments. I do. So what about Snoopy? Do you think that little tangent? Because... Like you said, I think... Because, uh, I mean, prior to this, I didn't really know a lot about... They're called Peanuts, right? The Peanuts movies? Yeah. Um, like I the thought, Peanut Gallery. Yeah, I thought it was just about him. But no, he's just like a side character. And uh, yeah, he's, he's kind of in his own world. 
they did do give him like a dog personality where it's all about just positivity and having fun. But I feel like not to talk about minions again. I don't know why that's my thing or despicable me, but I feel like Snoopy is like a Minions or a Jack Sparrow yep. in Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. That when they're side characters, not the main characters, they're great. Yep. But I think if you had just like Snoopy all the time, it would lose some of its appeal. Wait, who would you say is the main character in the Pirates of the Caribbean? Uh, Elizabeth, 100%. Mm. I think that, you know, of course Will Turner, he, he would have been. But if you watch the first movie... I definitely think Elizabeth was supposed to be the person you follow. Okay. Makes sense. She's the one who becomes the king. She's the one who does all these things. But Johnny just killed it with that character, you know? Until it was all the time. And then you're like, okay, this is a little overkill. Yeah. When it became overkill, it's because they were going for fan service. And I feel like Snoopy in this, you know, you get the nostalgia of, you know, World War One, which also... During the watch, I was like, why is it World War One and why is it not World War Two? Until I was like, oh, this comic started in the 1950s. That's really <laughs> close to World War Two. That's probably too close for comfort. <laughs> so probably when he started being that ace against the Red Baron, it's yeah, more uh, distance in World War Two, Which, I was like, oh, that's probably why. Also, my final question is, what it's up with uh, Linus's head? What's up with his head? It's like, all... I mean, I know the art style was cool, but they, his head is kind of off a bit. It's like he has a huge dent in it. I feel like with line drawings, you have to differentiate your character somehow. Okay. And maybe before, like, you really invest in Linus and his blanket. Okay. Uh, which is what he's really known for. Linus always has his blanket. Okay. Uh, before that happens, he had his head. But you know, that, that does make me wonder, like, what is Linus Van Pelt's history? I don't want to say his parents probably dropped him because, you know, that wouldn't be nice, but... But maybe... Maybe they did. Maybe he had some unfortunate child accident and instead of becoming Sloth from the Goonies, he's <laughs> Linus Van Pelt. You can't laugh at that. You haven't seen Goonies. But I think I know who that character is. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Gotta add that to the movie list, too. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, this is probably going to be a really so short episode because it is a short little yeah. flick, but uh, what is your opinion on it as it being an American kind of classic? Like, I like it. It's simple. It's funny. And it's entertaining. You know, it's not like... A, you don't expect a lot out of it, but it's it's a film that you could watch during this time of year. You know, it's uh, I mean, it's a great pumpkin. Come on. You know? <laughs> so you mentioned you're like I don't know if it's for kids. Yeah, cause some of them, some of these quotes and some of these phrases that pop up, it's they're pretty funny. You know, as far as the retribution. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when she was debating when Lucy, not Lucy, I'm sorry, Sally was debating whether to stay with Linus. And I forgot the exact word that she said, but she said she had a... She didn't... In other, in other words, she didn't want to be made a fool of. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. She didn't want to be taken advantage of, have liberties taken with her. Correct. 
Yeah, well, speaking of that, too, one of the things that I thought was so funny is during that scene, Linus is like, I thought little girls believed everything that was told to them. I thought they were innocent and trusting. She's like, welcome to the 20th century. Yeah, it's another big thing, and it's funny that you brought that up, because right now I was thinking how both, like, uh, boys and girls in, in that movie, they play into, like, now society as far as guys are just kind of interested in whatever they're focused on, but the girls, are, like, they're ruling the show, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not going to argue with that. It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that one of the things that makes Peanuts stand the test of time is kind of what you said, is that, and what a lot of, I think, why Disney stands the test of time, like, yes, it is a kid's, a piece of kid's media. It is for the enjoyment of kids, but it's not just for kids. It's for the kid in all of us. Mm. You know, there's a reason why there's comic strips in the newspaper. I don't think it's just for the kids. I think it's because adults need some levity in their life, too. Mm. They need to be able to chuckle. And seeing somebody who's always down on their luck but is able to stand up and try again, that's something that... is aspirational not just for kids but for adults as well it's a good reminder of you know yeah maybe it seems unbelievable that there is a great pumpkin maybe it's a little unbelievable that you know this kid would get rocks for from every single house (laughs) but at the same time he still keeps going to the houses he still keeps checking his bag he's not giving up and I think that for kids and adults, that's a good message to give. I still say poor Charlie, but it is. Well put. <laughs> really well put. Well, you know what? Charlie Brown has had over 50 years of celebrity. He's a young looking dude. He is. I was reading too that they said that, uh, that he actually I found ages. This on the web. Ah! Looks like uh, Siri wants to join in. I know. She's like, hey. I can help. <laughs> but uh, that he ages actually a little bit. Like he goes from like eight to like nine or something. That's that's a lot actually. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know how accurate it is. I saw it on Wikipedia. So <laughs> don't quote me. But Wikipedia. Good old Wikipedia. Yep. They cite their sources supposedly. <laughs> so, you know, if you're a kid trying to do a research paper, don't use Wikipedia. But copy Wikipedia sources. See what they say. Go from there. <laughs> Uh, but overall, I liked it, though. You did like it? I did. Okay. Worth the... It was totally worth it. Yes. Okay. Now, Lord of the Rings, we could talk about that in another episode. <laughs> I think you will love Lord of the Rings. Okay, well, we'll see how that goes. And I won't make you watch the director's cut. Okay, I appreciate it. Yes, we'll just watch the regular theatrical cut. Because even though I love the extended versions, you have to know what you're starting with first. But anyway, if you like this episode, please let us know. If you hate this episode, I mean, I guess you could let us know, but that'll just make me sad. You don't want to do that. I'll take care of reading those. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Shit, I make my boyfriend watch. Uh, I believe there's also like S-I-M... And BW is the, the handles because that's a really long name. Yep. So, so definitely be sure to check us out. And the more listeners we can get, 
then hopefully we'll get uh, better quality and better setups. And hopefully we don't take a whole month to film the next episode. We promise we won't. So uh, keep an ear out, an eye out. Star Wars, uh, Lord of the Rings, Goonies. And we also have Christmas coming up. And I have, for a Jew, a lot of Christmas movies that I love. <laughs> so That's going to be fun. Looking forward to that. All right. And if we get to 10 episodes... Then Jose gets to pick out a movie for me. I'm so excited. We will, which we will. All right, let's go. All right, well, thanks for listening, guys.